the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just got to keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. Oh, did you? Yeah, the, pro, the 14 Pro. Weird dude, man. I was... My old phone was... So uh, that might be what life has, too. We just bought them... I bought her... Well, I got a new one, too, but... I've just been getting the SE one. Yeah. These just came out. Like- so, hers... I actually uh, don't like. Really? Yeah. So she's always having like just weird stuff. Like the other day we were trying to take pictures, uh-huh. and uh, it was uh, you'd turn on the camera, and it wouldn't focus. Everything was blurry. That's weird. So you know, force closing it, whatever, didn't matter. But then turn the phone off, turn it back on, yeah. and then it was fine. And it didn't matter if it was regular picture mode or portrait mode or anything. Hmm. How long she had it? Not very long. Just a matter of months, I think. Oh, this is the... They just came out with these like a, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, so that's the yeah, new... That's the new, new 13. Well, yeah, because I, I had an 11 Pro, so it was like... She's wanting to get the... Four or five years old. The new watch. Probably get... That's, we've got, I got the new watch, too. Did you? Well, so they have the... <laughs> so what all is different on the new watch? I mean, assuming you didn't get the super duper. I, I didn't get that one. I just got the regular Series Eight. It does have the uh, um, oxygen thing, which is kind of cool. The No2 or Vo2 yeah. Max or whatever. I will find it real quick. A lot of the Garmin watches do that. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I mean, tells you how out of shape you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says you have the cardiovascular health of a 62 year old. Yeah, we'll just do it real quick. Um, let's do this thing. It does have a <clears throat> cycle tracking too. If you're a female, like it'll go off like your body temperature and like a whole bunch of other stuff. And it interesting, well, unsuccessful measurement. Because uh, sometimes I'll try that again. Now I gotta do it. Kaylee. Not working? It's not working right now. Whatever. I've only used it one time. <clears throat> it's, I mean, my watch was a Series 5. Was, everything was kind of old. And we don't... I used to get stuff, like new stuff, every time. Right. I quit doing that. I did too. I, 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 so I, I did get the newest... Well, I guess it, maybe they just had one come out. But I have the latest SE, I think. But that's only because the one I had previously, I was it was on the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. I'm driving around. And all of a sudden, oh, shoot, where'd my phone go? I looked down and it fell out of my pocket into the little the handles and I crushed the screen. Oh, yeah. So I had to go get a new one. But that's kind of. I mean, my 11 was starting to act up. I mean, it was a. 
they're on the 14 now, so it was, you know, a few models ago. Yeah. And it was just, like, slow. Like, there'd be times when I just, you know. And it was a great phone, and finally, but we were like, all right, it's time to upgrade. So we went ahead and uh, upgraded, and we were like, well, gonna, my watch was kind of slow, too. So we were like, we're going to upgrade now. But I want to upgrade again for another probably, like, three or four years, you know. Okay. Yeah. The wife's battery on her watch seems to die really quick. Mine, I don't really have any problems with, but I am going to stop doing the the cellular thing though because i so at my previous job mm-hmm. it was useful because i was always kind of out and about and didn't necessarily have my phone i hated carrying it everywhere but now i pretty much have my phone everywhere because i kind of have to and then yeah. i'm at a desk much more so i did and i have a smaller phone yeah. and so i don't i don't know i don't know this way i did cellular like on this i think i had a series three uh anyway and it was cool but like I never really used it. There was one time I used it, I accidentally left my phone at home. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to go home because I could just do it for my watch. Right. That was the only time. Like, other than that, <clears throat> I just paid the $10 a month for no reason. And I did that for, you know, over a whole year. But then, I don't know, so the next ones we got, we just decided not to do that and just did regular. And that's what I've done since then because I guess my phone's always within at least Bluetooth range, you know, or Wi-Fi. Right, yeah. So... So, I mean, it's, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, so what's new in the world? Not much, man. I've built a, just built a shed, and that's been a lot of work. I'll tell you what, I'll never do it again. <laughs> you know, because, so my wife, it, it was a good deal. So why not just get one of those prefab ones, or was <laughs> this prefab and you're just like standing up walls? How does that work? No, so everything's cut. That's as prefab so as it's it like, gets. It's like a kit. Yes, yeah. and you put it together. So it was thirteen. No, after everything, I think it was fifteen hundred bucks after shingles and like the tar paper and yeah, you know. And it was a kit at Menards. And didn't what we didn't need a big shed, just an eight by ten, basically to put the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and my wife, her little thing she's doing right now with refurbishing furniture. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a window unit and, and move the crew out to the uh, you know from the garage. Yeah, because my garage is like full of crap now. Yeah, but anyways. It was like, it, I mean, it's fifteen hundred bucks, and like a prefab shed, like around the same size, was probably like four grand. So not a huge difference. My wife is very good with money. <laughs> I'll just put it that way, and uh, she's a bit of a tight ass. But anyway, we were building it. We were like, you know, building the floor, the found like the foundation, or whatever. And I was like, hey, I was like, when when's it gonna be? You know, when are you gonna think we just should have just bought one? You know, and had yeah. it, had it moved in because they'll just do all that. They'll move it in. They'll level it and you just walk away. <laughs> And she was like, it, it's just like right in the beginning. She's like, no, it's it's still a good deal. And I was like, okay. Like two hours later. And I was like, so is, is it time now? And she's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, but anyway. And then it's funny because she was helping me, you know, build everything. And it slowly morphed into she's inside and I'm out there finishing it up. And right. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. I got, I got to roof it still, put the shingles on. But I, it was honestly a nightmare it's been a nightmare it wasn't so bad in the beginning like once i got to the roof where i'm putting down the the osb for the roof one side put it on everything was squared up perfectly fine the other side i don't know how but it was not square yeah and i was like what is going on i i don't know what i did wrong because it doesn't make sense how one side was good the other side was and like the floor and everything is square i'm like i don't guys that build houses good for you that's just not for me so I got a pretty big building, but I was 
so before I bought that car, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't wanting to get something until next year, but my plan was I was going to get all the junk out of that barn that's not mine. There's some stuff on either side, and I was going to get rid of the cabinets that are out there because they're just spiders and mice, basically. Yeah. And uh, get a nice toolbox and some different shelves and stuff like that, and, and it ended up getting the car, but I still want to do that because I need to have some space that's... Right. I wish I had a building like that. I have a three-car garage and an 8 by 10 shed. That's <laughs> not bad. I mean, it's you know it works. My my side-by-side is on one side, and then it was really nice because I was parking both the truck and her new Durango in the garage. But then she started doing this furniture thing, and it, she's doing a good job as long as she keeps at it. And she wants to start an actual business. Yeah. And I'm okay with it because I'm going to put it under my name, and I'm just going to use it. My folks built a lean-to up against their building and then uh-huh. put the uh, the camper and some other stuff in that. I'm thinking about maybe one of these years doing that at mine and then just having my building just be open and empty. Well, yeah, you could because your camper doesn't need to be... No. Just, like, needs, just needs to have the roof covered from the sun. That's basically it, yeah. all you need, so... Hell, you could even do a side. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, be protected from the side. Even the front and back, it's fine as a camper, you know. It's meant to be out in the elements, so... Right. But, no, I was going to say I want to... I want to put the business in my name because I'll use it to help write, you know, tax write off. Sure yeah. The IRS, one of their eighty-seven thousand right, right. agents, is listening to this now, and yeah, well, you know, I, so even <laughs> coming even my, my other podcasts, I've the last couple of years have had, you know, they ten ninety nine you. Yeah. And I got to report that, and it's like, it's not even that much money. We're talking like less than a thousand dollars, and they're like, <laughs> oh, I need a third of that. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And then, yeah, and then um, my wife, she's got her own hobby thing she does, and she's yeah gonna start having to do the 1099 thing and so she's got a business id and it's just man it's a shit show freaking taxes like income tax needs to go away it's the most criminal thing in the world like oh very much so if you want to argue for taxes and we need all the taxes for this thing whatever i'm not even gonna fight you on it at the moment but make it all sales tax yeah make the people spending the money pay the money and let people keep what they earn well and you know once they go to a you know a the central bank digital coin. Oh, yeah, it's going to make no even. Out. It's going to make like cash no to cash out. deals. Like, wait, the, unless you just barter. You know the thing that and, baffles me about that is if you look at like places like the UK, uh, sales tax is on the price label of everything. We're like the only place in the world where it's like surprise. We just added fifty bucks in tax. You know, when you get to the register or whatever, it's just silly. Yeah, that's like, crazy. I didn't realize I don't know. that. Yeah, it's. It, uh, hmm. I don't know. This it, it is kind flipping, of a pain because you're like country. You know, you were buying this thing, and it was $300, and then you get up to the register, like, man, I didn't even think about that. Right. You know, it's 70 extra bucks. It's yep. Like, <sighs> every damn time. Uh, yeah, so taxes. Um, COVID stuff. I think I sent you that link the other day. Did you see that the World Economic Forum, like, basically just outright came and said <laughs> that, like, yeah. Yeah. So this whole COVID vaccine thing and all the lockdown stuff—that was all basically just a dry run for you know the climate and economic lockdown stuff that's coming. And everybody complied with that, so that means they must—they're going to go ahead and go with this. So we're not that worried about it. And you know what we said? We were like, "Hey, this is just a dry run for yeah the climate." What's next? I mean, we, yep. we, we said that we, and a lot of people called that. The, I guess the people that would be like in this group that were like this, you know, chunk of people that right. aren't stupid. Um. But yeah, it, it's the only, my only hope is is there's a lot of people who they did it and then they were like, okay, this is crap, you know, like right. and especially now they're like, okay, that was really crap. 
So maybe, just maybe, in the back of their heads, like, if they try something again, a chunk of those people will be like, no, 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 not this time. Right. Especially if it's something climate, re- well, because we all know it's it's the climate thing, you know, it's pushed for that, that Gen of 2030, that great reset. Right. You know, and it's been like that for a long time. And a lot of people are like, okay, come on. Like, I think I sent you guys a link, and it was uh, one of these one of these World Economic Forum people they were talking about climate change and like like we own the science, and like that. Sounds, right. And that's kind of fun. Like what? Like you, well, no, you, huh? Okay, so if you own the science, you're saying that you just make up what you want to make up because that's basically what they were saying. Yeah, all the official and, avenues where you're allowed to get information, you know, that have all the titles and credentials. Yeah. yeah, they own them because they're the ones that fund them, and all the people go through the same schools of thought. I mean, it's a it's the it's the cult thing, you know, and even right. even to the COVID lockdown thing. Um, a few weeks ago, I saw a dude doing the, uh, you know, click list thing mm-hmm. at the grocery store. And so he's out there, and the, and the people dropped off his cart, and then they left. And so he gets out of his car, and he's, he's putting it on the back. Dude's wearing, like, elbow-high latex gloves, full-on, like, you know, I'm painting a car, paint what? respirator thing on his Still? face. Oh, yeah. Whole deal. <laughs> and it was like, you know, this whole COVID thing, I don't know. Maybe that guy lost his wife. I, I get it, man. Everybody probably knows somebody who, who's said to have died of COVID one yeah. way or another. Um, but that guy's ruined for life. And you know what? I'm Now that I don't know if it's just because it's a midterm election year or whatever, but there's been a resurgence of the mask people everywhere I go now. It's like it's suddenly like it seemed like there weren't very many of them. And now it's like everywhere I go, I see a I handful get, of them I, doing it. You know? I, guess, I guess, yeah, now that you bring that up, I have. I, guess pro- I don't know if it was maybe around the time school started because kids, people start getting sick when school starts because kids sure. go back to school. Yeah. Terms get spread. It's just part of life. But I'm. I even seen it at work a little bit. People wearing masks, and I'm like, "Huh? What are you, what are you doing?" Oh, they're done. They're done. It's 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 the you know the. I, I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throwing the word cult around, so I'll go ahead and say it. It's it's the equivalent of people who go to church on Sunday, right? Oh, oh it's hardcore. Sunday. I'm going to church, so that's the same thing as like the mask people. Just, oh, I'm going out and about, but I'm a mask. Yeah. Like, it, it's 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 a cult, man. And I people don't people that are in the cult don't realize that they're in the cult. They just think they're doing good acceptable behavior because that's what the whole covid thing groomed you into doing and if Mm -hmm. you look at what the world economic forum said that was the whole point it was people that are being socially responsible but they sort of engineered what was socially responsible right and so it's all about adherence and so they pitch it to that and then those are the people that do it and then you know they own the language and so none of those people think they're doing anything wrong and i mean i guess by all means if you want to wear a mask wear a mask whatever but it's 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 a signal Right, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's like having your flipping arm tattooed, or you know the, the Jews wearing the yellow. You know, it's it's a segregate you from the rest of society yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. What I was gonna say too about the uh, the climate thing is when again, and a lot of people just don't like think too much into it, but. When I see we own the science, that obviously it's a red flag for a red flag for me. Like, and, and a lot of people, it's like, well, hold on. Like, so if you own it, then like, and I think like with the climate thing, you know, we've been hearing about it. What they've been talking about it since like the seventies. Like, oh, cause, you know, the world, the world's gonna, you know, next ice age, and then it was global warming, and then it's climate change, and it's this, and pretty soon Florida's gonna be underwater in the next five years. And so I think that one. A lot of people are still just like, eh, whatever, okay. Now, now the COVID thing was a whole different deal because then it, I think it's more, it's closer to home, you know, like you people were directly affected by it. So, I, I think if they're going to really want to, I don't know, and we'll see what happens. This whole 
war with Russia that's getting ready to you know yeah. blow off is going to be. I, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. I think the if they they really want to try it again, I don't think climate change is the what they're going to. I don't think they're going to get what they want with yeah, climate change. I don't think they can do outright climate. I I think there's going to be a lot of economic stuff tied mm. to it, and there's going to be a lot of rationing. Right, so like oh, we're yeah. in this situation, so there's we're limiting this, we're limiting that, blah 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 blah, and then a lot of people aren't going to have jobs, and so there's going to just automatically be less anyway. Hmm. And uh, it's going to be a big deal. Um, I mean, that being said, did Russia blow up their own pipeline, or did somebody else? Oh fuck! So Anthony Blinken, <laughs> who is the U.S. Secretary of State, there's a video of him going around now, uh, basically saying. Oh, yeah, you know, but this pipeline being blown up, it's actually a good thing for us because now we can sell more gas to the Europeans and whatever and reduce dependency. So to me, it's just another giant, the U.S. did it. And if the U.S. Oh. didn't do it, then they got somebody like Poland to do well, it, right? Like, the, there's no incentive for Russia to blow up their own pipeline. Well, they could just that, turn the valve off. Well, it was already off. The pipeline yeah. wasn't currently supplying gas to Europe, <laughs> so whatever leaked out was just the stuff that was in there. Yeah. And... uh yeah, so the I think the big thing is Germany no longer has the option to make a peace deal with Russia once the winter starts getting rough and the R- German people are doing more riots than they're doing now, which is already happening. You just don't see it on the news here. Sure. So there, that option is eliminated. And then the Russians have also lost the ability to have the potential to offer something to Europe to say, hey, we can ease the pain a little bit if you're willing to back off here and there. And... Who benefits the most from that? Well, the hegemon, right? Which is the U.S. and the U.N., whatever you want to call it, Mm. right? Because now it forces Europe to, well, we can't renege on the Ukraine thing, so now we just have to fall back into whoever the overlord is, which is the USA. So I think that's that's the only logical one to me is is if it wasn't the U.S., it was just, you know, they got some lackey like Poland to do it. Yeah, well, they said... I mean, Biden said, "Like, yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're, we're gonna, uh, one way or another, yeah. there won't be a Nord Stream too. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we did it, or had someone do it for us. But I mean, that's what the Navy SEALs were trained to do. Yeah, basic I underwater mean, demolitions. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not that crazy. My, and and I, I go to think, like, imagine those Navy SEALs, like those the Dan Crenshaws, you know? Yeah, the ones that like, all right, this is the mission, and." It's because they're going after our democracy. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, like, does it does it work anymore? Does that does that line work anymore? Do, I think do, those dudes are just right. so red in the face, like war. Well, they, is, they can't yeah. see it because, like, even that the uh, Robert O'Neill guy, right? The guy that you know allegedly is the one who killed Bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if anybody follows him, you can see the change in him, even going from like blood red, yeah. oh yeah, to eh, this is all kind of fucked up, right? You know, uh, yeah. That's well, a- imagine if they think back 2001, imagine how hard it would have been to get people to go fight, you know, over there. They've got weapons of mass destruction, you know, right. even though they told that lie and they told that lie if those planes didn't hit the Twin Towers. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we go down one day <laughs> because they didn't do it. Um, yeah. But what they needed it. They needed it. So yeah, uh, they had to have uh, something. You know what's amazing about that is that they were able to fool people for so long. And I think some of it was they – it got to where it didn't have so much to do with the weapons of mass destruction, even though that's what spawned it. I think they really were able to touch on a different sort of culture war. 
right? Because, you know, we were in high school at the time, and I think the whole, I don't know, I guess if you were a lefty, you would call it Islamophobia. I don't know if that's the right word so much as it is just general, I don't know, a, a feeling of, like, cultural superiority, right? So, like, all the all the uh, the derogatory slurs, right? Like, when you watch that movie Team America by the South Park guys, they Durka Durka, Towelhead, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that attitude towards that culture kind of became more meaningful in that war than the weapons of mass destruction did in like the average joe blow that may or may not join the military world well so they they were able to keep that alive because i think so many people bought into regardless of weapons of mass destruction it was just terrorism and these crazy religious zealots and you know they're so dumb and backwards well uh, how often did they they dehumanize the enemy well really well well they always do that yeah and how often did we hear, you know, they're going to come over and they're 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 going to enact Sharia law. Sharia law. You know, and they're going to they're they're coming after your democracy. They hate the West because you're a free people. Right. They hate your freedom. When really it no it it, it was, you know, and it took 20 years for even I'm not probably not 20 years, but a long time for me even to come out of that like because we we called them terrorists. We were in their homeland destroying yes. their country, but yep. they're the terrorists. You know, and that's one of the things, like, too, is that, fuck? you know, you can go back decades into, like, Syria and Iran, and you can even go all the way back to World War One and the Sykes-Picot thing, which is interesting, because if you watch many videos of, like, even the ISIS guys and stuff like that, like, they're very aware of a lot of this history, because that's the world they live in. Whereas over here in America, we're like, oh, we have no idea. History class is boring. Fuck it. We won World War Two, and that's the extent of the average American's history knowledge. Um... Yeah, that, that's a weird one. But I think culturally now, though, we're at a point where the you know the internet generations, the millennials, and then people mm. after, whether you're left, right, you know, blue hair, normal hair, whatever, <laughs> I think there's in general a better understanding of history because the access to information is better. So you're not just exposed to whatever the the narrative is in your eighth grade social studies book. You're exposed to a bunch of different things, for better or for worse. But I think in a lot of ways it's been for better because I, despite the sort of terrible government that we're having to live under now, I think there's an – it's interesting because, you know, we're led by an 80-year-old senile moron. But I think a lot of the younger people, left, right, or indifferent, you know, whether you're Antifa or a proud boy, right, the two extremes, um, they see stuff for what it is and they realize yeah. that this system is not working for us and something needs to change. And so I think that, you know, this Ukraine thing, you know, it's no wonder that, like, the army has, by, like, 25%, and it's not just the army. I mean, all the branches have the same thing. It's like, how are you going to expect people to want to be in that fight or in that system when that system is just... Well, preaching to this... The culture they created, like... Less than 1% of people are... It's it's like, I don't even know, it's like a ridiculously small percentage that is the trans thing, Mm -hmm. right? And then even the the LGBT stuff, right? That's another tiny percentage, but they're catering to that so hard, it's like... They're making it like it's the 99%. Right. It's crazy. So I, years ago, I, uh, uh, a friend of the family, there's a, anyway, there's a guy my age, he's in the army, and, uh, you know, he's still in as far as I know, and, you know, been around the world and stuff like that, and once was like... uh, Oh man, we need more guys like you to join, and you know, blah 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 blah. And uh, it's not really in the cards for me, but even back then, kind of before current day, hearing that, you know, the, at that point, I just think now, thinking back on it, like they were already kind of missing out because they didn't, 
the appeal wasn't there. It's like, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to well, give me a shitty job that like they, they, I have all these titles because you know I know people that like they just love to throw. Oh, I got this acronym and this acronym and then this acronym and this acronym. But then you, at some point you realize like this is all just bullshit because as soon as you're out of this, like there's no fucking company that's going to give you a job to get paid doing whatever your bullshit acronym is. Like it's the equivalent of like calling a Walmart bagger you know, or you know grocery store guy that bags the groceries you know, customer service specialist or, you know, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. it's like, dude, the dude bags groceries and I'm not nogging on people who bag groceries. Like, I mean, some, you know, do it. Good deal, man. Good job. But, um, we fluff it up so much. And then I think a lot of people don't, you know, they're catching on that. Like I'm a such and blah, 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 technician specialist wonder boy. And it's like, so you clean toilets. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, that y- your buddy said we need more guys like you. For what though? To do what? Why? Why? What is the appeal? Like you said, to join the military nowadays? Why go fight? Because uh, we're there's gonna be a, there's a war right around the corner. We all we'll know it's coming. <coughs> what is the appeal to go fight some war? Well, they've that's lost fucking pointless. They've lost yeah, and then that's just it. It's moral clarity. So like when you when you see like uh, I think even like Biden and people talk about that they they'll dangle. You know, we need to do a better job making these kids aware that, hey, man, we'll pay for college. We'll give you a signing bonus. You'll make this money, and you'll do this, and you'll get to go see Japan and, you know, all this other crap they say. And I think everybody gets that. The problem is everybody's wise to the game and realizes that you're literally willing to use me as a pawn in the game of chess to go do some political bullshit for no reason. And then at the end of the day, ten years later or five years later, whatever it is, when I come out... I'm not equipped to deal with the civilian world because you've just totally looped me into this mm. system where like it doesn't work and you've given me these titles and these jobs that either they don't exist in the civilian world or by the time I get out of the military to go do that at a private company, it's like even though I might be able to do something, I basically am starting from zero and have no experience and so none of these companies are going to pay me what the military is paying me and so it's like I just lost you know, 10 years of... Life even, speed. You even know? then, the transition is so difficult. Like for what we do at work, because there are you know jobs in the military where you uh, you kind of do what we do anyway. Um, like, but the structure is completely different. Yeah, I see these guys that go in these management roles because they come from the military. And in the military, it's strictly follow the orders. Yeah, if your superior said do something, you go do something. There's no questions asked, unless it's an unlawful order. But we're just talking about basic, you know, stuff like yeah. go to work, go do this, mm-hmm. go do that. It's easy. There's just, hey, you go do it. Oh, they didn't do it? All right, well, it's pretty, pretty easy to reprimand someone in the military. Even to this day, it's still easy. It's following, you know, following orders, not following orders. Thing is, you get in the civilian side, it's not like that. And I've had a lot of these military guys. You know, I, I used to be in the military, so I have really good experience with this. But a lot of guys who were used to be in the military, and they talk about being a manager. Like, oh, a- anybody can be a manager. And it's like, really? Like, really? T- tell me. And, I, and it's not that hard. All you got to do is tell people what to do. And I looked at a guy one day, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I know you've had never had any sort of management role is because of what you just said. No, what, what are you talking about? I, I, was, I was a manager in the military, and I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, he was a, I like an E6, so he's over, you know, a few people. And I was like, that's not the same, dude. He's like, you just tell him what to do. He goes, if you don't, you just ride him up. And I'm like, okay. That doesn't work that way in real right. life. Right. Yeah, you could, you could be that guy where you go in, and you're... And, I mean, I, we, I work in manufacturing, so you could be that guy. You go in and 
people don't do what you're, you know, what is asking, you just write them all up and you kill morale in the shop. And, and then pretty soon people stop. They just do the bare minimum for you. And then it's just this thing. And then everybody's just morale's dead. No one wants to work. Production's low. Because there's many, many, many a times you've got to, hey, buddy, I need you to go a little above and beyond today. You know, it's just part of the job. So it's like these guys that are in the military for 20 years or, you know, 15 years, and they're trying to transition to civilian life. It's way different because they can't do it. And that, and that's just like the manager thing. But even like the, if you're just a worker who you're going to go, you know, do whatever, it's just completely different because the military is very structured. You wake up at a certain time every day. You do this every time every day. You do this every time every day. Real life isn't like that. No, not at all. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, that's screwed. And then as far as recruits, I mean, hell, if a, not insignificant portion of the population thinks that like 9-11 is suspicious mm. how are you going to get them to join up and yeah man yeah this is political you know it reminds me um one thing i we well it was in the news real big i don't know a few days ago a week ago whatever um when putin said he was calling up all the uh reserves yeah his reserves, reserves or, or yeah. you know guys that had just recently got out you know that are within their callback period or, or whatever mm-hmm the story was that, you know, all the flights out of Moscow or whatever were booked up for like a week of, you know, people fleeing Russia and stuff like that. And I don't doubt that. I mean, that's probably true. Oh, sure. But I think there's a air of propaganda in the sense that in America, in the Vietnam War, it was the same way. I mean, there were dudes oh, yeah. leaving to go to Canada and Mexico left and right. I mean, yes. I will tell you this. My dad and my grandfather, because um, my dad and his brother were... Not quite old enough, but they were almost old enough, and the mm-hmm. war wasn't over yet. And my grandfather had plans to do just that. Was like, I'm, we're not doing this. You know, we're we're leaving, and we're going to Canada, or in Mexico, whatever. Um, and that was going to be the thing because I'm not. You guys aren't going over there to do this this bullshit thing. I'm just not well, going to let it happen. While you know? someone else gets rich, yeah, because that's, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, and and so you know, there's part of culture that you know frowns on the draft dodger thing and things like that. And I can empathize with. Some of that, not necessarily in the case of Vietnam, but in the case of, I guess, moral clarity. Like, if, if there's an event where, like, you, you really have that, then I get it. You know, somebody's not doing what you think they should do to protect society. But an event where it, like, has nothing to do with, like, you being at home or or your world or, or whatever, then mm-hmm. fuck it, dude. It doesn't do anything. And then, like, you know, we keep seeing all this stuff of man, the Russians are just getting their asses beat in Ukraine and things like that. And I'm sure, man, I don't doubt it. I mean, they got a bunch of conscripts. They're like, what the fuck are we doing here? I'm sure they are getting screwed in some areas. But at the same time, if the only thing we're comparing it to is the U.S. and Iraq and Afghanistan, the really the only example there we can give is, yeah, when it comes to fighting another standing army, we can beat the bejesus out of them. But when it comes to enduring over some angry farmers with pitchforks Man. and rifles. Like, I mean, it was, what, 20 years? Yeah. I mean, almost almost our entire lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, we left, right? And say whatever you want about Joe Biden leaving Afghanistan. And, and I would agree with some of the criticism of Biden, but the fact is we left. And we should have left a long time ago. Yeah. But the day we left, it went back to the way it was. And Oh, within, yeah. So do you, do you not realize that, like, okay, sure, so let's now move to Ukraine, where Ukraine was like a... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the largest standing armies in the world that is, you know, sure, nobody's really as well equipped as the U.S. Army, but Ukraine was as well as equipped as the Russian Army because they literally were the Russian Army up until like, you know, what, 15, 30 years ago, something like that. Yeah. And so they're on par and there's a lot of them. 
and now the Russians are coming into their homeland where half, you know, half or more of the Ukrainians are like, no, get the fuck out. So there's motivation. So why is it surprising that the Russians would not be steamrolling these people? It's not like they're invading a place with farmers and pitchforks where in 10 years, the world's greatest superpower that has ever been in the history of humankind left and it went right back to the way that it was. So I, you know, that, that angle of the propaganda thing, I think just war is fucking shit, man. Yeah. And the only time it's ever going to go well is, is when there's real moral clarity, which I think in World War II, there was a lot of it. Whether it was justified or well, not, sure. I don't know. But everybody <laughs> yeah. thought, like, so my grandpa, right? He, he was, you know, 17, was like, you know, Pearl Harbor, we're going to go join the Navy. So him and his brother, they went and they joined the Navy. Mm-hmm. And there's people that did that after 9-11. But then as years went by, it was less and less and less. And now we're at a point where everybody's kind of wise to the game of this was all bullshit. Yeah. You know? I guess the only way that it even makes any sense is if, which it's kind of hard to do, you know, we're surrounded by mostly ocean we have canada and we have mexico you know so i guess if mexico or canada wanted to and try to invade us for whatever reason then okay back off bitch people stand up and fight you know but you're not going to get that over here as far as like russia's not going to load up a bunch of boats and try to come over and invade they're not going to even make it you know it's just too damn far china you know right i mean but the only way they're going to even get anybody so, oh, no, I guess so. There are people that are like ready to stand up and fight because they're crazy, but like to get that mass, which I don't think it's still like it. Like it, it won't be as big as as it used to be. Cause what you just said, but they're gonna have to have some attack over here. Yeah, you know, like like Pearl Harbor. You know, like, and that's what's funny is like, uh, so we looked know, we, we looked at it the other day. There's a clip of Jeb Bush in the presidential campaign where he he's, he says like the next president of the United States is gonna have to deal with. Possibly a pandemic, natural disaster, and an attack against America. So hold on. And um, so it's interesting now, post-2016, and seeing kind of some of the shit play out. Oh, every bit of it. But one thing I, I got to... Was that his way of telling us that it was going to happen? Is he is he a, one of them glo- future global leaders? Oh, fuck yeah. So, yeah, he already knew what I the mean, the, the last the last 15 years was going to be, you know, basically... Bush Clinton, Bush Clinton, and I think if you go back and you wanna you wanna get crazy with it, I would say since Kennedy um, really is is when some of this cabal shit really gets going. And I'm not gonna say a bunch of stuff about what Kennedy did or didn't say or did or didn't do, but the reality is there are still things that are classified to this day about mm-hmm. the death of JFK. Yeah, why? 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 So it's the the question. question has to be that there are current relationships, foreign. Or domestic, and I kind of lean that it's domestic, um, that would be at risk if the public knew exactly what happened. Oh, absolutely. And so what that tells me is it doesn't really have as much to do with the Russians or the Cubans as you think, because Khrushchev is gone, the Soviet Union is gone, Fidel Castro is gone, Cuba is much more open than it ever has been, right? Even Raul Castro, you know, mm-hmm. has basically made allusions to it's time to turn Cuba back over to, you know, the younger generation. And, you know, maybe that's not happening immediately, but it is happening. Yeah. And then... uh that leaves basically the American CIA, which we already know had some stuff to do with, with the Kennedy thing one way or the other. Yeah. And that's all still classified. And I think the other interesting thing there is George Bush Sr., right, who not too terribly long after that, he goes on to be the head of the CIA. Yeah. And what happens very early on, um, 
the Jimmy Carter thing. I think that's very important and very relevant to today. So anybody listening, you may remember that when Hillary Clinton was running against Trump, or not running against, when Hillary Clinton was running against Bernie Sanders to be the Democratic nominee in 2016, Mm -hmm. one of the questions that always came up was, well, how, when they have these votes, Hillary Clinton comes away with all these delegates, even though Bernie Sanders had more people vote for Bernie Sanders, right? Well, the answer was the Democrat Party has superdelegates who are not bound by whatever the vote of an area was. So even if Bernie Sanders goes in and gets, you know, a thousand more votes than Hillary, Hillary was coming away with all the delegates because they're not bound like that. Well, that system in the Democrat Party was created after the election of Jimmy Carter in the mid-70s, right? 75, whatever it was, 76. Um, And so Jimmy Carter was an outsider and is widely panned is the worst American president, right? And, like, if you ask a conservative, the thing they'll say is, oh, he was weak on foreign policy. And I mean, sure, whatever. We're not here to talk about Jimmy Carter. We're talking about the system, right? The system hated Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was a genuine outsider, whether you loved him or you hated him. And so after Jimmy Carter became president, the Democrats introduced that superdelegate system. Fast forward to 1979. Carter is running against Reagan. The big issue that's going on at the time is the hostage crisis in Iran. Jimmy Carter was losing sleep over this. He wanted to do something about it. They had all these plans. They even rigged a jet up, or not a jet, but a a big aircraft, military aircraft with rockets so that it could land and take off like inside a soccer stadium, right? In in an attempt to like get some spec ops guys in there to get these people and and whatever. And they were going to do all this stuff. Well, the little side plot there, right? And this is where you get into conspiracy land is that old George Bush Sr. running the CIA was probably paying the Iranians to keep the hostages until after the election. So no matter what Carter did, no matter what deal he put on the table or anything like that, wasn't going to happen because the Iranians were going to get a bigger payoff on the end. And so the day of the inauguration of Reagan, right, the big tough guy, right, he goes out there. And Reagan may or may not, may or may not have been wise to this. I think by all accounts, he at the, at the time wasn't aware of it. He was just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the hostages get freed, right? Like the day of the inauguration or the day of his speech, whatever. And so the the thing you're supposed to think there for a conservative, right, is, oh, Reagan was just so so tough and so oh, awesome God. and so American that like yeah. the Iranians were just shaking in their boots and they freed him the same day. Like, no, fuck no, fuck no dude. They yeah. there was some agreement in the first hand to to get these guys out. And so there you go. Well, so then what happens in 1984, right? And you know we're in conspiracy land now. But Reagan gets shot, right? He doesn't die, but, you know, who becomes his VP? George Bush Sr. Yeah. Right? And now just a year or two later, the Iran-Contra thing gets busted up, Mm. right? Where there's all these dirty deals with Iran, you know, weapons, money, whatever. And, you know, a bunch of dudes get slapped on the wrist. I think a guy might have gone to jail. It's been a while since I looked at that. But anyway, now go to 1990. Bush Sr. becomes president, right? Gulf War, right? Saddam Hussein. These are the same people... Saddam and Iran and Iraq, you know, of all the bullshit we were doing in the 70s while Senior was uh, the guy, right? And you, you could even go back to World War One and kind of follow this chain of events, you know. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm picking on Senior here. And so Senior goes, and then he loses to Clinton, and then famously him and Clinton, you know, get along, and they're buddy-buddy, and, you know, there's even an interview of George Bush number two, 
saying, oh, yeah, him and Bill were just buddies and got along real good, and it was one of the best things they ever did, and blah, 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 blah. And then what happens after Clinton, right? Well, he just gets replaced by Bush, right? And then what happens after Bush? Well, he just gets replaced by another Clinton, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. sure, um, it wasn't Clinton, but it was Obama who had his own I mean, yeah, sus ties to the CIA and stuff right. like that for a long time. And then who is his secretary of state? It's Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah. And then after Obama, who runs after Obama is Hillary Clinton. And who's supposed to win? Hillary Clinton. Who's the media telling you is Hillary Clinton? Who's the DNC system now going way out of its way and beyond anything it has done since Jimmy Carter to ensure that Bernie Sanders is not the candidate? Because I will tell you, even me personally as a conservative, that I think had Bernie Sanders ran against Donald Trump, I think Bernie Sanders would have been the president of the United States. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily saying I would have liked that, but I think Bernie Sanders points out all the right issues in the same way that Trump does. The difference is in his quote-unquote solutions to those issues are all wrong. But, But when it comes to like... The working man is getting fucked by taxes. The working man is getting fucked by the health system. Mm -hmm. The working Mm -hmm. man is getting fucked by the government in this way. The working man is getting fucked by this foreign policy. Bernie Sanders checks all those boxes. He does, yeah. He really does. Uh, But anyway, Bernie didn't, and then he got paid off. So he just quit and rolled over and let it happen. Yeah. And then Hillary loses to Trump because the populist outrage was with somebody who was pointing the finger at the system. And here we are today. And they're doing everything they can to keep the populist guy down, which I think is going to come up to and including the fact that we might not have elections anymore. And it doesn't really have anything to do with Trump the person. It's just there's not a lot of people that could fill that void and be impervious enough because it takes a lot of money and a lot of name recognition to endure that and overcome it, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's where we are. And I think that whole... Bush Sr. thing, to me, lines up with the sort of cabal that's trying to run the show today and ensure that that's the group that stays in control. And Anyway, I don't even know how I was going to conclude all this, but I don't know. there but, I go. I got my George great, Bush man. shit out it's of it. That's great. <laughs> no, I, so then I got to ask, like, do you, do you think that that cabal is that group, the Clintons and the Bushes, basically, mm-hmm. and the Obamas? They're kind of, you know, that's it. It just, it goes down to just those core people. Or do you think, like, I think let's say DeSantis. I, I mean, DeSantis is much broader great. than that. And I think that's, even, somebody yeah, that's like, I was getting at. even somebody like DeSantis, I could see being in it because the group's not dumb. I mean, they know what buttons yeah. they need to push and who they need to pull in and, and whatever else. And I think a big part of that was the Jeffrey Epstein thing. I mean, I think it's beyond doubt. I, I, I would say that you're an idiot if you think differently than me on this. The Jeffrey Epstein thing, no matter who was running it, whether it was the Israelis or the FBI or the CIA or the Chinese, was a blackmail ring. It was, we're going to find rich, wealthy, famous people that are mm-hmm. influential in society, take them down to the island, they're going to have a good time, they're going to party, we're going to booze them up, we're going to drug them up, they're going to have a great old time, and then they're going to bang some you know, really attractive person, and oh, oops, they were 15. And then now we own you because we yeah. have it on video and we have picture evidence. That's what Jeffrey Epstein was. So I don't. I would pump the brakes on the whole. You know, we're eating eight-year-olds after we rape them. You know, the satanic pedophile stuff. Like, Even the adrenochrome th- thing. That's I not. Mean, yeah, that's not. Imp- that's not impossible. But I think it was much more likely that Bill Clinton went down there and had sex with a seventeen-year-old. Right, because you can fool Bill Clinton into doing that multiple times because the dude has a history of being a fucking predator. And then now you own it. And then now, yeah. And now, as soon as you 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 spill the beans, right? And, the, and yeah, exactly to your point. There's a lot of them probably go down there and fucking love it, 
Because, yeah. you know, in all honesty, there's a lot of those kind of people, like, they're probably getting paid to do it. And they're probably not having the worst life in the world. There's a lot of them that hate it. You know, I think we've seen that with uh, Virginia Jeffries and um, a lot of the other women that have been part of those lawsuits. And, you know, good for them for speaking up. Yeah. But, man, there's a lot of people get sucked into that world all over the planet. I mean, some of these countries, like... Uh, what is it, Taiwan or Thailand? We're like, that's a thing. We're like, uh, the kids get sold for sex and, and things like that. Like, it, it's just not like, well, so it's not as if this doesn't happen. It was no, just, it, we're common. at a point where like a government took control of that. And whether they were 16 or 17 or 12 or, or whatever becomes irrelevant. I mean, the Epstein thing, if you want to get dark with it, was, you know, they were abducting kids from Haiti, you know, preteen girls and boys and things like that. And I believe that. That's probably absolutely true. Oh, uh, yeah. They I put them in a situation where, hey, you're gonna have food and water, right? But you're just this is your thing. You're you're just a mule at this point, and uh, that's what that was. And so I I don't I don't know Desantis necessarily. Um, it's hard to say. Um, he says a lot of the right things. He does a lot of the right things. He has the pedigree. Maybe it's the pedigree that's the most scary because everybody else we've seen with that pedigree tends to just be. I mean, I'll tell you that I, on a lot of things, I don't have a problem with Dan Crenshaw. Right, but then on yeah. some of the big issues, there's a lot of red flags, and so what do you make of that? And then you know we were just talking about the pipeline and the Navy SEALs, and well, he's one of them, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah, so what, well, do you, what do you do with that? He's it, one. He's he's also one of those. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis leaders. was a lawyer in the Navy, still is JAG yeah. officer. Yeah, attached to a Navy SEAL unit. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Is is DeSantis part of the young global leaders of the world or whatever? So. I don't know if he is or not. I've never looked it up. Um, the World Economic Forum, that's not really a thing as far as like you join it and you subscribe and you become a member and things like that. They just sort of send the invitation out, right? Like once you reach a certain status, they're like, oh, look, we've identified you as one of the future leaders of the world. And so uh, I don't know that like, you know, I so know like that Dan Crenshaw's on there. I know um, he's on there, but he is a fucking globalist. Yeah. And then uh, Tulsi Gabbard's on there, but I yeah. wouldn't say she fits the mold. No, no. And, and so it, it is not necessarily something that the people that are listed sign up to be. I so, think what they do is they do things like that to try and recruit people that find themselves suddenly as an influential person. Sure. And then say, hey, we have resources, and you can brush elbows with the Klaus Schwab's of the world. And, and and to a lot of people, that's attractive, right? Oh, I can go to the cocktail party and things like that. And then now that you're at the cocktail party with Klaus Schwab and his folks, you're like, man, my political future's set. These people have money. They have ideas. They want to have conversations. Oh, and by the way, we have this. trip to this island. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And then there you go. Now yeah. you're screwed, and they yeah, own yeah. you. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's how that happens. I don't think that there's people that are total Manchurian candidates is in the sense that like Crenshaw was just always a plant. I don't think that, and he might uh, still not be, he might just have views that I disagree with, but I think that's how they get their hooks in people. They so, make them feel yeah, yeah. exclusive and invited and, Oh, look at you. You're so awesome. You get to come be part of the club now, you know, speaking of world economic forum, man, I was like falling down a rabbit hole the other day and I was texting y'all. I did not know. And it, so one, it, uh, it's tied in with CERN a lot, mm-hmm. the Large Hadron Collider. So CERN in Switzerland is supposedly on top of the former temple of Apollo. Okay. And there's like, I'm not a big religious guy, so but Wade could probably elaborate on this a lot more. But that, that, that there's an, a pit where demons and just all hell and locusts and just everything comes out of. 
Well, then what's really crazy is the World Economic Forum headquarters is 6.66 miles away from CERN. Nice. And in the World Economic Forum's logo, there is 666 in their logo. I mean, this like that shit makes me want to be a religious person. Yeah. And and I and, and I have my thoughts, but like that's like that why? Why? So because these world 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 Well, like you run on to is it is it intentional by human right. action? Did humans yeah. intend it that way or was it just kind of cosmically that's how it ended up? Which if it's cosmic, which to me all points back to supernatural. Well, it, it's absolutely. not necessarily people that are in control, it's something but else. In in my thinking too, if if people intentionally did that, again, it's just as bad. Yeah, that means they do worse. believe in uh, that's yeah, oh, yeah, worse, yeah. Yeah. And I, I I lean more towards that. Like they did that on purpose. Sure. And they really are the Antichrist or well, that's, that's demons yeah. or, you know, like... Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I so just off topic, I, I haven't, like, looked into all that specifically. So, you know, they're, I agree with it because it, to me, sounds right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's, I mean, what we saw with the COVID thing, I think one thing that you're kidding yourself if you didn't think religious people were, I mean, myself included, thinking this is awfully beastie. Right. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Weird. Well, We're okay. To elaborate on that, all over the globe based yeah. on a status. So, and COVID you know? allegedly, from my, I, I mean, I went down that rabbit hole for a few hours, and uh, so COVID allegedly stands for Certificate of, of Vaccination ID, AI. Nineteen is A one A nine equals I, AI. And then they go into the uh, like. Right now, we're in the the epoch of time. We're in the Holocene, and then the. Uh, Ah, oh, shit, I just drew a blank. The, the new, what these ge- geologists have dubbed, like, the new um, epoch in time is the... Um, Anthropocene, I think yeah, you said. Yeah, an- Anthropocene. Anthropocene. Well, Anthropocene, so anthro, like, in Greek, translates to human. Scene mm-hmm. means new. New human. Well, then, the great... This all ties back into the Great Reset. Right. Which, you know, with the Certificate of Vaccination ID, AI, it's, it's, and we all know that it is now... I mean, it's genetic, you, you know, uh, mut- uh, mutations. You know, it's right. they're they're making a new human. Yeah, that, that, that well, this, the whole the whole crazy. the whole transhumanism thing. Yeah, right? yes, and exactly. Even, and, even yeah. the fact that the trans, you know, ju- ju- uh, biological bullshit mm-hmm. is in the news. Right, it's all part of that. Um, yeah, it's it's the death of truth. You know, yeah. uh, a common morality, whatever you want to call it. They're replacing it with something else. There's a huge culture revolution going on. Um, Mega end of the world vibes, definitely. Even even the yeah, whole yeah. Russia China thing going on is very much like biblically kind of yeah. you know, references those territories. Um, as far as you know, the pit you say with like locusts and the demons and things like that. So, uh, I guess you would say it's more in terms of Christian legends, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's things that are not necessarily canonical, but they're part of kind of the history and tradition of a story. And one of those things is the book of Enoch. And one of those things that happens in Enoch is the fallen angels that come to the world sort of pre Noah's flood, do a bunch of stuff that is deemed bad and whatever the, they get locked up under the earth, mm-hmm. right? Somewhere they're, they're imprisoned until judgment day. And then in the book of Enoch, they're unleashed at judgment day. You know, they come out right. Well, in revelation, you have these things that are released from the pit, which is the prison. So it's those things that were locked up from Enoch in the pre-flood world, and they're allowed to come out. Well, in Revelation, they torment people, mm-hmm. but not the believers. Like, the, those people are set aside. So they're out, and they're doing stuff, but there's a group of people that they're not allowed to screw with. And uh, that's because that's Judgment Day. 
they're out. And, and that's, you know, if you sew those two things together, which, you know, some people would say don't do whatever, but it makes sense that that that's what that is. It's, it's, that's all happening because of judgment day. So it's yeah. not that evil's in control. It's the exact opposite. Evil's not in control, but evil yeah. is yeah. also pushing the panic button because, oh shit, the yeah. big guy's about to come down and set things the I, final I would, time. would like to point out that they talk about this in Revelation 9, 11. Yeah, well, and it's, it's uh, you know, as it was in the days of Noah. Well, mm-hmm. how was it in the days of Noah? There was some really flipping evil shit going on. Yeah. You know, and I even think there's a story, um, it's not super new, I think it was actually a few years ago, but it made the rounds on the internet a while back, uh, a while back, a few weeks ago. Uh, there's a Tal El Haman, I think it was. It's some ruins over in the Middle East. Yeah, um, yeah. Biblically, it sounds like this is probably the location of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a... A lot of timeline evidence to suggest that it was because it was destroyed and buried at around the same time. And the evidence they found so far suggests that it was a meteor airburst, kind of like the Tunguska event, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah went know, up in fire and brimstone yeah. from the sky, right? Yeah. And so there you go. And, and I just wonder, all those things are kind of starting to come around. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Some interesting times. It, it's really wild. I mean, I guess it's just crazy because so th- it makes me think more and more and more like that it is true because they're pushing so hard for it. Yeah, I, I would say that weird. one thing that's interesting to me is in sort of the more, I don't know, maybe this isn't right to say, but like in a lot of the Jewish views of like the apocalyptic literature and things like that, um, there's a cycle of all this stuff and there's always a theme. And so is it that we're living at the end of times or is it that we're just living in the fall of an empire and so it feels like the end times but this isn't really sure. the big one and i think incontrovertibly whether you're religious or not or left or right i think most people i mean most thinking people see that the writing is on the wall and something big is about to change whether it's political reasons military reasons cosmic reasons economic reasons like the world order is going to shift one way or another and it's just is it going to go in a way that is good for the average person, or is it going to go in this weird cult thing where, like, all these peons think that, oh, we're saving the planet. Klaus Schwab's a great guy. Let's <laughs> just ruin my life so he can have a great time. Because that's really what you're doing. Well, I think the birth of the Internet, too, is, I mean, you got these this cabal, these groups of people, you know, the the Klaus Schwab's of the world. Like, they've, been, they've had control for so long, and it's been easy for them because they would just lie, and people yeah. believe it. And even when, like, you know, TV and radio came around, it was still easy to lie. But now the communication's so readily available and information's so easily shared, they're scrambling. They're I'll even go back scrambling. on that same note. Let's go back to the Jeffrey Epstein thing. It was in uh, Omaha or Lincoln, Nebraska. There was a bank. Um, I want to say it was Franklin something. Uh-huh. Um, same sort of deal. There was a huge allegations of a child trafficking, you know, ring and, and pedophilia and things like that related to this... Uh, bank center and the poll at the time was that like 80 plus percent of the public in the area believed it and so there was a a short you know i think obviously kind of bullshit investigation a few witnesses nah it wasn't enough and they just dropped it and then it all went away the bank closed and moved somewhere else that was it Hmm. but think about that that's the pre-internet world so it's much easier to get away with shit like that and i think even in the case of like this Nord Stream pipeline that gets blown up I think we're seeing a lot of that, that the people that are running that show are so used to a certain playbook that worked 
up until about 10 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. they haven't quite figured out how to change because they're old morons. But yeah, right. they're like all they should 80. know, but they don't. Right. But they're still getting away with a lot of it because a lot of it isn't really about the internet so much as it is just human psychology, and they have so many people wrapped up in the cult. Well, you know, yeah, because the they're thing, you know? they're very open about what they talk about. Yeah. So they're uh, I forget his name's like Yuval something. He's Klaus Schwab's like right hand. Right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A, one of his advisors. He openly talks in like one of these last times they met up or whatever. Oh, about a human or useless meat yeah. sacks. And yeah. Yeah. Basically. And, bullshit and, yeah. and he's like humans are too worried about sitting in front of their computers and just like doing their their day to day activities. They're, he literally says humans are use, useless, and they'll just go with whatever we say is good for them. And you're like, holy fuck, dude. Like, that's super condescending. That's cocky. Yeah, like, he's telling you. He is so, like, they think they're so much better than us. And it's like, but the problem is, people, like, we talk about it, and we're crazy conspiracy theorists. Yeah. It's like, this isn't, we're not conspiracy theorists. This is stuff that's, like, it's on the internet. The open. They're telling you. They, yep. And they talk, just like the COVID thing. It's out in the open. This was a dry run. People are still not going to fucking believe it. I think that's what's wild about... Uh kind of the nature of the Russiagate thing. And I'm sure there's an element on the Russian side that is like, well, let's appeal to the narrative because, you know, we can get Americans to distrust their own government. I think that's all valid. But I also think that when you see someone like Putin talk, I think he speaks much more plainly than almost any politician in the West of any stature. Mm. I mean, he just straight up says, hey, you do this, nuke. Yeah. Whereas the American, all oh, catastrophic consequences what the fuck does that mean? Right. What does right? that mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I think there's a big difference there. Um, I don't know, man. The next few years are going to be interesting as hell. Really? I mean, I, I, it's going to be real interesting. I we'll just hope see. I get to keep my job and my paycheck and yeah. maybe somebody needs to get rid of well, a boat on the cheap and I pick up a boat. There you go. Other than that, you know. Well, I mean, I guess the industry we're in, I mean. Probably going to be the first one to get fucked. And then everybody will, oh, yeah, manufacturing, yeah, layoff, yeah. But that all shit rolls downstream, man. So who do you think is buying all that shit? We can't all just sell each other insurance. At some point, somebody has to have a commodity. Well, right? I mean, that's why they, they make the war. Then you sell war stuff. Yeah, which we, is... We in, just build it. Pipe. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's there was a point where the place we work at was... They built lots of war machines, you know. Yeah. That's all they built. Well, that's the <laughs> so, whole premise of the place existing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think we're safe. What I'm trying to get at, we're safe. <laughs> yeah. But, all right. I think it'll probably do it for today. Yes. Yeah, unless bad. you have anything else you want to talk about. No. Because um, I can edit that out. We can keep going. No, I think that pretty much hits it all. Okay. All right, folks. See you later. I tell you what, though, um...